If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful Erev Shabbat and what a very special Erev Shabbos it is. It's in fact the triple Shabbos, the Shabbos, it's first of all the Parsha Mishpatim, the Parsha that follows the story of Revelation at Sinai. It's also Rosh Chodesh, the second day of Rosh Chodesh tomorrow, today being the first, so a good Chodesh to all of you. And it's also Parshat Shekalim, the first of those very important four special Parshiot that lead us up all the way up to Pesach, not very far away. Today is Rosh Chodesh Adar, and we celebrate Chodesh Adar with a tremendous sense of awareness of the incredible joy that Chodesh Adar brings with it. And we think about it tomorrow in Shul, for those of you who will be in Shul. I know many of you are going back to Shul. Thank God Shuls are reopened. It's safe. We're able to go back to Shul. Shuls are secure places. The Shuls are following very, very important protocols to ensure your safety. And for those of you who will be in Shul tomorrow, <coughs> sorry, you will enjoy the incredible privilege, the incredible special moment where not only one, not only two, but three Sifra Torah, three Torah scrolls will be taken out of the ark and three portions will be read. The first will be the portion of the week, Mishpatim. The second will deal with Rosh Chodesh. And the third will deal with Parshat Shikalim. These three incredibly important events come together in one Shabbos, each one recognizing a different dimension of what this time is all about. But they come together. So we have to, of course, understand each one on its own, what it really means. We also have to understand how it is that these three things come together at this time of the year, and why it comes together, and the relationship it has with each other. You know, Rosh Chodesh comes out on Shabbos twice a year. Shkalim, of course, comes once a year. Mishpatim also once a year. And according to the calendar this year, to the structure of the calendar, they come together. And it's all called the Shabbos of Shkalim, Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, Parshat Mishpatim. It has three different names. They come together to teach us a very important lesson. Mishpatim, Mishpatim, what is Mishpatim all about? Mishpatim is a parsha which on the one hand is very simple. It reads with so many different types of laws. But as we review those laws, it becomes bewildering. Different types of laws, social laws, laws of damages, laws of how to create societies with laws that societies are dependent upon, the laws of festivals, laws of faith, laws of kashrut, the laws of, well, idolatry, etc., etc., etc. One wonders, why is it that in one parsha we put together not only the number of laws, but so many different types of laws, and the juxtaposition, we put together laws that deal with everyday events and occurrences, we put together laws that seem to talk about elements of faith, elements of religious observance. What is it that we put together so many different types of laws? 
Mishpatim. What does Mishpatim mean? Mishpatim means the legal system of social laws. It says, One mustn't for a moment think that these social laws that govern interhuman relationships, that govern the social structure of how a society must function, was something that the people developed on their own over the ages. No, ve'ela. And Rashi is quick to point out that ve'ela means that this too came from Sinai. This too are the direct words of God. This is something which God gave us. They might look like laws that each and every single human being would say, but these are natural laws. These are laws that people understand are absolutely necessary. We observe them because they, in fact, are instructions that come from God himself. This is an important concept for us to understand. This is an important concept for us to recognize the realization that even Human laws that everyone understands and everyone accepts. Laws that create a healthy, ethical, moral society. These are laws that have a divine foundation, a divine instruction. These are laws that God himself instructed us to do. Because as we have seen, you've heard me talk about this so many times. The most basic of laws the most rational of laws. Societies can ignore them and can reject them because if in fact it's human reason alone, which is the foundation of a law, human reason can reject the law. We have seen societies behave in the most bizarre and violent ways when it sues them. And they rationalize the most terrible type of behavior when it suits them. When we read the Parsha tomorrow, how do we begin those words? These are the laws that come directly from God. More of that soon. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about the Pasha of Mishpatim, how each and every single one of those laws, whether they're religious laws, questions of faith, questions of religious observance, or questions of social orders, each and every one comes directly from God. But before we continue, a couple of important announcements from the marketplace. If you reach the stage where you're de- delving between couch cushions and looking under car seats with the hopes of finding a few bucks, it's time to SMS outsurance. They could either save you money on your car insurance every month, or you can ask them for 500 rand cash if they don't. And if you've been claim-free and with the same insurer for three years, you can ask them for 1,500 rand cash. Don't let an empty pocket drive you to the extreme. SMS out to 40251. That's 40251. And Outsurance will call you back. Outsurance is a licensed insurer. And FSP, T's and C's apply. Now listen to this very important announcement. 
They are there for us in the very worst of times. They step in to assist us when life has stopped. They are the cemetery workers, the men and women of the Hebrew Kaddish, a Jewish helping hand and burial society. Over the last year, this service was more essential than ever. They are the unsung heroes, and we want to change that. Zion Adar is the day on which the community traditionally acknowledges and appreciates the service of our cemetery workers. This year, you can help honor these heroes by sending them happiness in a box, Shabbat meals and gifts for Shabbat, the 19th of February, the Shabbat of Zion Adar. Honor our heroes by sponsoring a box or part of a box. For details, get to our website. That's www.chayfm.com. Honor our heroes is a Chayfm community initiative. We're talking about the Parsha of Mishpatim coming directly from God, each and every single law, no matter how reasonable, how rational it is. We observe it because this is a law from God. And this is why this Parsha is a tremendous collection of so many different types of law, covering the entire spectrum of Jewish observance to tell us, regardless of what type of law it is, philosophical, spiritual, basic, social ordinance, everything comes together in order to indicate everything is a direct instruction from God. But more than that, the Parsha of Mishpatim comes right after the story of Revelation at Sinai to tell us that implementation, taking that incredible experience of what the Jewish people saw and felt and witnessed at Sinai and putting it into practical practice, this is what Judaism is all about. You've often heard me say, Judaism is not so much a religion of faith as it is a religion of action. It's important for us to understand that. Mitzvot Masiyot, doing God's commandments, fulfilling His will in a practical way. This is the creed, this is the ethos of what Judaism is all about. Doing that which God wants us. Of course, there are tremendous levels of knowledge, of philosophy, of understanding. Tremendous dimensions of faith, of passion, of feeling, of excitement. Judaism is so full with spiritual, emotional, intellectual dimensions. But ultimately it boils down to ma'aseh, to doing. This is why the entire Parsha, even though it talks about a great many different types of laws. We use the word mishpatim, which means social, legal ordinances, actions, to cover every single type of Jewish observance, because the action is what it's all about. It could be a law that talks about the prohibition against idolatry. It could be a law that talks about the observance of kashrut. It can be a law that talks about fulfilling the requirements of observing the Jewish festival properly. What we really need is a commitment to doing it correctly. And this is precisely why, toward the end of the Parsha, there are two words which encapsulate the loyalty and devotion, the commitment of the Jewish people to Hashem's Torah in the most powerful sort of way. And what are those two words? Na'aseh v'nishma. We will do, we will observe 
and we will study. The Jewish people accept the Torah not only by saying, yes, we accept. They use two terms. They use two words which express the entirety of what our commitment is really all about. Na'aseh. We commit to a system of action, of doing. We commit to a system of observance. We commit to a system of study. Our bodies and our minds will be committed to fulfilling the will of Hashem. This is something which is so important for us to understand. There has to be a tremendous sense of duty to fulfill the privilege of Judaism. We are, after all, human beings. And human beings are a tremendous combination of so many wonderful powers and talents. We have feelings, we have minds, we have bodies, we have souls. And God created us precisely with that complicated, complex structure. A physical body, a spiritual soul, a profound mind, a passionate heart. All these things play significant roles in fulfilling the purpose of a human being in relationship to Hashem. And they all come together in two words, we will do, we will observe, we will study. What it says, we will take our bodies, we will take our minds, we will take the physical and the spiritual, we will take our heart, we will take our souls, we will take everything that makes up who and what we are, and we will use them correctly to elevate ourselves to a higher level and to elevate the entire physical world to a higher level. We will do a world of action. We commit ourselves to a world of action, but at the same time, a world of understanding as well. This is what the Parsha of Mishpatim is all about. And as we go through those laws, it becomes clearer and clearer what that is all about. The idea of seeing each and every single mitzvah as one that has to be fulfilled in a practical observance and at the same time to be understood. We do it because Hashem told us to do it. At the same time, we try to understand. It's also Rosh Chodesh Adar. Every Rosh Chodesh is a special time. Every time the moon reappears, it reminds us about two fundamental aspects that somehow define the Jewish people, the Jewish character. Because after all, the concept of observing the new month is a unique time structure that was given to the Jewish people while they were still in Egypt. You recall when... Moshe was told by Hashem, this is a different type of structure, of time structure. The general time structure of the natural order of the world, this came with creation during the month of Tishrei. But I am giving you a different type of... And what is that? The structure of the new month, each and every single month. Rebirth. There might be a moment of darkness, an eclipse, when things are unclear, when things are uncertain, when there might be a moment of insecurity. 
But there will be a moment of rebirth when the moon reappears. And every single month we are reminded of that incredibly important lesson that there is a diminishing of light from time to time, but there is equally so and more so a rebirth of light, a reappearance. And not only on a daily basis the sun goes down and the sun comes up the following morning, but we see it so much clearer with the moon because the entire sun goes down, the entire sun reappears. But with the moon, we see how it waxes and wanes. We see how it slowly diminishes point by point, piece by piece, until it becomes entirely invisible. And then again we see the rebirth, the first crescent of light, and how it grows, how it grows, how it develops. And that's true every single month. And this month, of course, the month of Adar, today and tomorrow, both days being Rosh Chodesh Adar, when the month of Adar enters, we increase with joy. And not only add a certain amount of joy, but we add a type of joy which is altogether different. Not only the quantity of joy, but the quality of joy. We add a dimension of joy which is altogether different. Because this month brings with it, each month has its own character. Each month has its own dimension of identity. Each month brings with it something unique and special. The month of Adar brings with it joy, simcha. And what does simcha do? Simcha breaks down all obstacles, all barriers, all limitations. And this is why, please God, two weeks from today is the festival of Purim, a festival that speaks about an incredible miracle, how the Jewish people were saved in one day. They were going to be destroyed in one day, God forbid, and they were saved in one day. It's a time of intense, passionate, overwhelming joy, a time when the darkness fell apart and the light came forth. This is what Simcha is all about. When a person puts himself into a state of joy, there is nothing that that individual can't accomplish. When there is a situation where a person is driven by joy, joy breaks all barriers. This is what makes this month the month of Adar. So very special. More of that soon. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, we spoke about the Parsha Mishpatim, we spoke about Pashchodesh Adar, the time of Simcha. We have to speak about Parsha Shekhalim, but before that, listen to this important word from the marketplace. Pick and pay in Norwood Hyper have these wonderful pocket-saving deals just for you. Pick and pay kosher whole roasted barbecue chickens are selling hot at $89.99 per kilo. Pick and pay kosher apple tart only 
$31.99 per tart. We can pay kosher cinnamon buns are delicious. $10.99 per pack of four. Did you know that you can also get freshly checked and cut veggies from the Pick and Pay Norwood Hyper Kosher Deli? Well, now you know. Try it. Take home these and many more specials in store. These specials are exclusive to Pick and Pay Norwood Hyper and only while stocks last. Pick and Pay Hyper Norwood, the best place to shop when you want to buy a lot. We're talking about the special Shabbos that has three dimensions, the Parsha of Mishpatim, Rosh Chodesh Adar, and also Shkalim. Shkalim, of course, is that Parsha when we read how the Jewish people were obligated, each one, to bring the half shekel. And the half shekel was used to count the Jewish people, the census, to know how many people were there, which was an important way, not only of counting the people, but as we've often spoken about this indicated a tremendous unity, the equality of all the people, no matter how rich you were, no matter how poor you were, each one gave just the half shekel. The money was used for a great many different things, primarily for the daily offering that was brought in the morning during the Shacharis time and the afternoon during the Mincha time on the altar in the temple, and it represented the entire Jewish people, again, a demonstration, expression of unity. It was also used to fix the roadways leading to Jerusalem. So when the Jewish people had to make the pilgrimage to the Holy Temple, beginning with the festival of Pesach, the roads having been destroyed to a certain degree during the winter months, during the rainy months, were fixed so the Jewish people were able to travel easily. Shekalim, in a sense, represents not only bringing the half-shekel to the temple, but it represents the unity of the Jewish people. Shekalim, the fact that it was used to count each and every single individual equally, the funds were used for activities within the temple, within the community, within the country that brought benefit to all the people. This was an indication of the unity of the Jewish people. Shekhalim talks to us about the unity of the Jewish people. And how often have we spoken about what, in fact, unity is all about? Unity is a tremendous source of strength. When there is unity, there is power, there is sustenance, there is strength, there is continuity. When there is unity, when there is a greater common purpose, there is a commitment to something greater together. There is a tremendous sense of certainty that victory will be possible. Unity is so powerful. Unity is so great. It's able to bring about tremendous, tremendous benefit. This is what Shekalim is all about. And as I mentioned earlier on, these three things come together. Mishpatim, Mishpatim, the commitment to action. Adar, Rosh Chodesh Adar, the concept of joy. Shekalim unit. All these three things talk about how we have to behave 
within ourselves, within our societies, in order to ensure that our commitment to Hashem's law, to Hashem's Torah, to our past and to our future, to our history, to our destiny, that we are doing it correctly. The first thing, as I said earlier on, is action. We do it because Hashem told us to do it. We are committed. We are committed with a tremendous sense of loyalty to the word of Hashem. Whether we understand it, whether we understand it or not, we do it because so we have been instructed by God. We also try to do it with a tremendous sense of simcha, with a tremendous sense of joy, with a passion, with an energy, with a drive that elevates us, that carries us, that moves us. We don't do it with a burden. We don't do it because, ah, we have to do it. The Nasev and Nishma should be done with a tremendous sense of we are doing something that carries us and we carry it. It is evident in the action that we do that this is something which is so important that we do it with the excitement, with the passion that it deserves. And then, of course, we do it with a tremendous sense of unity. It creates a sense of unity within ourselves, within our communities, within the entire world. When we are able to do that which we have to do with those three dimensions, the end result is incredible. And this is why this year, when those three things, these three things, the parsha of Mishpatim, the Rosh Chodesh of Adar Simcha, the Parsha of Shkalim, comes together on the same Shabbos, on the same Shabbat. This is a time when those three energy elements come together and bring with it the power, bring with it the energy, bring with it the opportunity and possibility of giving us the strength of doing it in the way that it should be done. So when you're in Shul tomorrow, or even if you're at home, Listen carefully to the message that each one of the three Torah scrolls will tell you. Listen carefully to the incredibly many and wonderful laws that the Parsha of Mishpatim will tell you. Whether it's a law that you understand or whether it's a law that's beyond your understanding. Listen carefully to when we read about Rosh Chodesh and how it is so beautiful that the rebirth of the moon brings about a tremendous new opportunity and change of light, of clarity, of purpose. And think about the month of Adar, which has within it the drive and passion and energy of simcha, of joy. And when you read about Shkalim, think about the half shekel, which connects all of us. It connects us with God because after all, we are only half. He is our other half. Think about those things coming together and listen to a personal message because the personal message is there. It's an incredible triple Shabbos. Use it, use it correctly because the opportunity is there. Three wonderful, miraculous things coming together to give each and every one of us a powerful drive, a powerful sense of purpose, a powerful triple energy. Let's use the opportunity correctly and grow as a result. Have a beautiful Shabbos. Have a great Chodesh. Good Shabbos. Good Chodesh. All the best. Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life.